you. Uh, my name is Tim. I'm a member of Al-Anon. Um, been in recovery for 30 years. Uh, that's a very good reading. I chose it rather at random on the basis merely that it referred to step seven, but it turns out to be a very good reading. Um, when I got to Alan, everything was everyone else's fault. Uh, I would talk about my childhood as though it was the reason I was the way I was. And the fact is, yes, I grew up in a household affected by alcoholism. But here's the interesting thing. I used to say I grew up in an alcoholic household as though alcoholism was the only thing in there, as though it was the only characterizing feature. Also, many other features. Uh, one of the people in my household was happy-go-lucky, cheerful, entirely unneurotic. Did I choose to mimic them? No, I mimicked the Alanons in the household. So there's no room for blame here. Um, I was shown love by various people in my childhood, not by everyone, but by some people. That didn't get through. Why? I blocked it. Uh, Alanon has been a very long journey of discovering that I am responsible for me. I am responsible for my emotions. My emotions come from my beliefs, my thinking, my behavior. If I don't like my emotions, I did it. No one else did it. I had a situation yesterday where, <laughs> in my mind, I upset myself over the fact that someone, it doesn't matter who, hadn't done an important thing. So what did that mean about what they felt or thought about me? Now, uh, step seven says very simply, we asked, to paraphrase, ask God to remove the problem, the defect of character. The problem is not what is going on outside. The problem is my defect of character, my defective belief, thinking, behavior. And it's very simple. Uh, there are only two ways one can do step seven wrong. The first way is not to do it at all, not to say, God, please remove this defect of character. The second way is to do more than that, is to think that I have to solve it in some way. Both are breaches of step seven, the same way that uh, with anonymity in traditions 11 and 12. Uh, I can break it in both directions by being uh, uh, under-anonymous or over-anonymous. So with this situation yesterday, I decided I was not going to, I, I, I wanted to make a phone call and give someone, I think the phrase is, a piece of my mind. And I thought of all sorts of manipulative ways of doing I'm going to express how I feel. No, that was not what I was planning to do. I was planning to express how I feel to induce guilt in the other person to get them to act as I saw fit. Would would not have been about expressing myself. I've got to be very clear about my motives. I thought of all sorts of other ways, and I, I knew. Uh, see, honesty is the only thing that's really required, in a sense. I knew that I would create trouble. So I didn't 
think it through. I didn't talk to anyone. I simply gave the situation to God and got on with the last three steps for the rest of the day. I kept myself useful. I kept my mind present in the tasks in which I was being useful. I turned to God frequently, and whenever my thoughts turned back to the situation I had turned over, in which I'd asked God specifically to remove my defects of character, uh, whenever my thoughts turned back to that, I brought them back to the moment. And later on that day, um, I met the person in question and immediately saw the, I think the phrase is, space they were in and realised what a catastrophe it would have been to have said anything about what was bothering me. Um, I found a way of, or was given, I didn't find, I was given a way of raising the matter in question in a purely technical way, which I did. And so the information that needed to be delivered has been delivered without any collateral damage. I didn't do anything here other than turn the situation over to God and get on with doing God's will. Um, they talk in Al-Anon about the hula hoop. One must stay inside one's hula hoop. Now, particularly if you're British, this notion uh, contains within it an ambiguity. The hula hoop could be the American device which one swings round one's hips for no apparent reason other than, I imagine, entertainment wouldn't entertain me. But the thing, you, you, you swivel your hips and round it goes, that's one sort of hula hoop. The other hula hoop is that little, that little crisp I don't know what it's made of. I can't imagine it's made of a food substance at all. It's a little crisp about that size. That's my hula hoop. Very, very small. Almost nothing is my business. Um, what's not my business? The past, except when I'm doing step four or step eight. The future, except when I'm making uh, specifically those absolutely necessary plans without which activity cannot take place. For instance, if one is going on a trip, one needs to book things in advance and do a mental walkthrough. That's concept nine, the idea of uh, activating the capacity of vision in order to uh, not be an idiot, basically. But apart from time deliberately set aside to think about the future for legitimate planning purposes, I'm not to think about the future. Once you get rid of the past and the future, uh, well, there's the present. And what I needn't concern myself with in the present is what anyone else is doing, what anyone else is feeling, what anyone else is thinking. My only task is to consider what does God want me to do today and then to get on with it. That's all. It's a very, very small little hula hoop. Um, I can barely fit inside it. That's the problem itself. I can't fit ego inside. You can fit ego inside the hula hoop that you swing around your hips. You can't fit your ego inside the hula hoop, that, which is that big. Uh, there's no room for it whatsoever. There's no need for it either. Um, one thing about the removal of character defects, which I'll 
it's probably will be the last point. Um, it's fashionable in Alanon to look in, uh, look at the, the assets as well as the defects. But the thing is, it's not what the step actually says. A moral inventory in any tradition doesn't look at the assets. It looks at what is wrong. In the same way, when I'm cleaning my kitchen, I concern myself with what is dirty, not what is clean. When I do the dishes, I clean the dirty dishes, not the clean dishes. Um, but then with the other steps in step five, the exact nature of our wrongs, not the exact nature of our wrongs and rights. Six and seven, reference only to defects of character and, and shortcomings. And step eight, I'm concerned only with what I've done wrong with other people. And this seems terribly unfair. But the fact is, uh, my virtues come from the higher power. Whereas my defects, I've come up with all by myself. They're of a different order. To place them one alongside the other suggests they're of the same order and of the same source, and they're absolutely not. Uh, when I return to uh, the centre and the awareness of the nothingness of self and the allness of God, I'm absolutely fine. In that moment, all of the defects have been removed. And uh, the last thing I'll say in the last few seconds is uh, I'm always responsible for how I feel. Now, when I start taking the right actions, start adopting the right beliefs, start occupying my mind with the right things, I don't feel better instantly. How I feel then becomes none of my business. Eventually, everything comes into alignment, but it starts with occupying myself with the right beliefs, thinking and behaviour. Uh, so when I turn my defects over to God in step seven, what I'm given back is the responsibility to take care of those three areas. Uh, and that's all I've got. Thank you for listening.